good afternoon. Welcome to Noontime Prayer. Uh, we worked out a little technical issue right here. Uh, had to get everything functioning right. Glory to God. We welcome you. We're glad you're here. Amen. And, uh, you know, a lot of people, they just think all the video and all the audio, like you just come in, turn it on, it works. It doesn't always work like that. There's a lot of details in that stuff. And uh, you've got to have it all put together right. But we just welcome you. Isn't, though, listen, isn't technology a blessing? Think about how many people... We get to touch. Literally, we have people that watch all around the world from right here in Albemarle, North Carolina. Glory to God. <laughs> Yeehaw for North Carolina. Amen. So, <laughs> welcome, Corey <laughs> from New Hampshire. He's here all week for Kickstart. Uh, we had a great night last night. It was awesome. There was more stuff happened than what people realize. I mean, it was really a good night. And uh, I can give you testimonies more, but we had several commitments to Christ. We had some freedom breakthrough. Uh, we had people walking out of here. They didn't even look the same. I mean, just not only that, but people received words, great testimonies from last night. Healing happened. Uh, it was just awesome. Gave away some great gifts and just served our community. And it's going to be even better tonight. I'm telling you that if you can get here to kickstart, get to kickstart. And uh, because what going to happen is this. I know I've been, I've been in meetings. I know how this works. I know how it functions, especially when you have a church that's been, they've been, you know, so to speak, paying the price. They've been giving themselves to the Lord over, a, you know, 40 days now, right? We're in the last week of the 40 days. They're giving themselves to the Lord. Something happens when a church does that. There's an expectation that, that jumps on the inside of them. They're like, I'm, I'm getting something tonight. I'm going to come in to Kickstarter. I'm going to get something, right? But that Plus this effect as well. When you have the word in an anointing, right? When you have the word in an anointing that just keeps building. It's like every night it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden it's like the third, fourth night. It just starts to erupt all over people. That's what's going to happen as you give yourself to consistency. So get here. You still got time. And uh, go to uh, bclife.org slash KS for kickstart KS18. All right, bclife.org slash KS18. You can see all the details. And uh, let me tell you about the anointing last night. One of the neat things that happened that most people were unaware of is, um, you remember, we've been talking this whole time kind of about we need the helper, right? We need the Holy Spirit to help us, right? Well, there was somebody that needed some help. And here's what the Holy Spirit did. Instead of just, you know, up and, all right, great service, bye, right? The Holy Spirit complete, it's like he put a, an arrest. It's like he put handcuffs on that thing that was holding them back. And they were just arrested. They couldn't do anything. They couldn't go anywhere until freedom came. That happened just in the anointed preaching last night, how the Holy Spirit came through that preaching. You understand that it doesn't matter who's preaching. What matters is, are they partnered up with the Holy Ghost, right? It, that's what matters. It doesn't matter how good their words are. It's their power and demonstration that follows. I'm telling you, there was more than what people even know last night. And uh, it's amazing to me sometimes how you can have people in the same service and the anointing can completely do something strong and powerful like that. And then other people are like, yeah, it's just service. You know, that all comes back down to the heart. And, the, and are we esteeming it 
and honoring it, right? It's a very important thing. So we're esteeming and honoring him in this 40 days of prayer and fasting, this noontime prayer. Today's going to be awesome. We're just going to go right back into uh, being still and know. Be still and know, all right? And so let's turn to uh, Psalm 4610. Psalm 4610. And Father, right now, as, as we're finishing turning there, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you, Lord, that we get to partner with you. What, a, what an honor. What a glory, Lord. Thank you that we get to partner with you. We praise you. Lord, thank you for drawing the people that you have in just the last couple of days. Lord, you put it on people's hearts to be here. Thank you for drawing that, Lord. And Lord, let them find the completion of what you'd have them find. Not even what I think they should find, which I can think big, but you can go beyond what I can ask or think. And what we can ask or think, Lord, you're beyond that. And so, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, we just ask, Lord, that you will continue to draw people, but everybody that you draw, Lord, let them find exactly what you want them to find. Let everything that they need be accomplished this week. Everything that this week was destined for them to have, let them receive every word, every impartation, every gift, Lord, every bit of freedom, every bondage broken. Lord, that's part of the reason why we're fasting. Your word says that fasting will break every yoke. And Lord, we're doing that to help break every yoke in every life that walks through this door this week. Lord, let it be broken in Jesus' name. Father, we just thank you and we praise you that we get to hang out with you. We get to spend time with you today and be still and know and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So Psalms 4610, I'm going to read this in the New Living. It says... Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation and I will be honored throughout the world. Be still and know that I am God. Now, that gives us the idea that if we're not still, we're not going to know him, right? Like we should. Now, a lot of times when you see uh, knowing in the Bible. What it's talking about is an intimacy. Uh, you can liken it, and this is a very uh, a real definition of it. You can liken it to a man knowing his wife, right, in a, in a marriage relationship and them having a, a, the produce of that intimate knowledge of each other. Knowing, so in other words, when God says be still and know, or over in... Um, Actually, we'll probably go there. Yeah, the next verse, John 17, 3. Let's go ahead and read that. John 17, 3. Have you ever thought about what it's like to define what it's like to define eternal life? Like, how would you define eternal life? 
how would you define it? It's an interesting question, right? Well, we go to heaven. Well, that's not really eternal life, actually. That's a part of eternal life, but it's not eternal life itself. Wouldn't it be nice if God just, like, defined eternal life? Glory to God. Let's turn to John 17, 3. This is eternal life. Amen. <laughs> this is a, thank goodness he answered this. This is eternal life. That they, talking about the people that become Christians, that they may know you. This is Jesus praying to the Father. Father, this is eternal life, that they may know you. And the only true God, they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. So what is eternal life according to God's definition? It is knowledge of the Father and knowledge of His Son. But we're not just talking about trivia knowledge like we can win at Bible trivia. That's not what he's talking about, right? He's talking about an intimacy with him. He's talking about like what we were talking about yesterday. We don't just give him an offering of our money, right? We don't just give him an offering of our skills and resources. We give him an offering of our time. We spend time with him. I mentioned this at the end yesterday. Imagine Nicole and I were married, but then we never spend any time you know, together. You know, look, let, let me just tell you, I was thinking about this on the way over here. First of all, I'm about ready to eat. It's, it's about time. After, after so many days, I'm about ready to put chew on something, right? I, I, you know, I remember the first time I ever did a 40-day fast, and I put food in my mouth. That was the weirdest sensation I'd ever felt because I had not chewed for 40 days. And now I was going, I was like, this is weird. <laughs> you know, it's amazing how your habits can get, you know, get like that. So anyway, um, I'm about ready to eat. But I was thinking on the way over here, you know, next week is Valentine's Day. And Nicole and I have something special planned. And we're going and we're going to have a nice dinner and it's going to be awesome. And uh, I was just thinking, how great is that going to be just to spend some time together? Well, I'm looking forward to just spending that time with her. Why? Because she's the love of my life, right? And you, outside of Jesus, she's on the top, right? She's the love of my life. And I want to spend time with her, and she wants to spend time with me. How much would she think about me if I didn't want to spend time with her? I'd be in trouble. She's probably sitting there going, that's right, boy. She'd probably watch it. Amen. <laughs> so, hey, baby, love you. I do love you. I do want to spend time with you. Amen. Think about that with God. Have you ever been at the place with God where you really didn't want to spend time with Him? Let's be honest. Yeah, I have. A whole, whole, whole lot more than I'd like to admit. So what does that tell you about our hearts? Maybe there's something inside of us that is not experiencing the love and the fullness of eternal life. When eternal life is to know Him, Right? Here's the thing about God. If you start to get around Him, He's addictive. Right? He's addictive. You don't want to not be around Him. Now, you'll have temptations and stuff in the world that will try to pull you away. But what if I didn't want to spend time with Him? 
What does that tell you about me? That means I have, it tells you, one, I'm not loving him to the fullness of my potential in Christ. And two, I probably hadn't spent enough time right before now or else I'd want more. You know, like one of the things that, that was awesome about yesterday is, man, that, that 30 minutes of just going after him, like I was looking forward to today. Why? Because that was sweet. There was something special there. There was something in that. I'm looking forward to today. Right? Why? Because I want to hang out with him again. It's something about that. And we need to give him our time and stop looking at our time like it's ours. But we need to say, look, I want to be with you. I want to know you. I want to be intimate with you, right? I want to discuss things and talk about things. And, and I want to give to you and you give to me. And like I was saying yesterday in Acts 13, when Paul and Barnabas were separated by the Holy Spirit, he said, separate unto me Paul and Barnabas. What were they doing? Let, let's look at that. Let's go to Acts 13. I know we talked about it yesterday, but... I want you to see it. I want you to lay your eyes on it. Remember, it's important a lot of times. You remember it says in uh, um, Proverbs, it, it tells us that we need to meditate on these scriptures and keep them in your heart. But it also says this, let them not depart from your eyes and they will be health to all your body and healing to all your flesh, right? So we need to not only just hear the word, but we need to put our, lay our eyes on the word. One time, uh, I remember Brother Copeland, he was uh, praying for something to get healed. And he said, Lord, I'm, I'm confessing your word. I'm praying over your word. He said, I'm believing your word. I'm meditating on the word, but I'm not getting healed. He said, you haven't put your eyes on it. And he pointed out, now this is, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people are not to that level if they just meditate on the word and, and confess. But you're talking about somebody who's grown in the Lord and, and he, the Lord was saying, hey, you're missing something here. He went back, he said, let them not depart from your eyes. And he said, ooh, I take that. You know, that's just a fine tuning, but it can make all the difference, right? There's, in other words, what I'm getting at is don't take that in condemnation, but understand this, that putting those words in your eyes and keeping them in front of you is important. There's something there. There's a power there or else God wouldn't have said it, right? And so let's look at this scripture, uh, chapter 13, Acts 13, verse 1. Now, there were at Antioch in the church that was there prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon, who was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work for which I have called them. Then when they had fasted and prayed, laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia. From there, they sailed to Cyprus. Now, I think most scholars agree that this is the point where Saul was ordained, right? He was already preaching. He was already teaching, right? But there's a difference. There's an ordination where somebody is separated. And it's a different level. It's a different office. This is an ordination should happen uh, in four different things. A separation should happen in four different things. First of all, it needs to be generated by the Holy Ghost, right? So the Holy Ghost needs to recognize it. Uh, secondly, and you see it in this chapter, men that are elders, 
need to recognize it. Men that are, and when I say elders, I'm talking about other fivefold ministry, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, particularly people that are uh, in authority over somebody, right? Uh, they need to recognize it. Third, the person themselves needs to recognize it as being from the Lord. And then fourth, people need to recognize it. So in other words, if I don't have one of those four, yeah, there's a good possibility that you might not have an ordination or a separation into an office, right? Uh, you, we, we were talking about something the other day, and I want you to see the ordination. You can see it. You see the Holy Spirit say it. Then the elders uh, agreed and confirmed it. Paul received it. And then the it was evident in the people, and he even said in some of his letters, I'm an apostle, and you're the proof of my apostleship. So they received his ministry and recognized the gift, right? They recognized that. So you've got four different levels of basically confirmation that needs to happen in an ordination. But it starts with the Holy Spirit. But when did the Holy Spirit do that? when they were ministering to the Lord. And, and what was involved in that ministering to the Lord? While they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. Now, what would you say was ministering to the Lord? Just giving him his time. Remember what we were saying yesterday about prayer? It's not as important. Listen, you need to pray over things that you need and things that the Lord brings up. A lot of people are praying over stuff the Lord never brought up and never will. You know, and never was planning on it. They're just praying over stuff because they want it. The flesh person wants it, not because the Lord was bringing it up. And so we need to come to the Lord in humility and say, and say, look, Lord, uh, what do you want to do? What would you have us do in this service? Before every service, I, I'm not going to say that I've never done it because I, I don't know that for a fact. But I try, I attempt before every service, every prayer, every whatever we're doing. Father, what do you want to do in this service? What do you want to do? Because I'm not really, I can have all the plans in the world. I may have a great series. But pff, on my series, if Holy Spirit's not behind it. Yeah. I, I'll, we, it's like last night. I had some notes. I liked the message that I had last night. But I got up here, that wasn't the message. I got up here, the Lord said, he, he said, start talking about this. And then it ran. You know, the Holy Spirit. And obviously the proof of that was in the fruit of what happened. You see, the Holy Spirit, we needed the helper. And I, how am I going to have the helper's help if I'm not opened it up to him? How am I going to have the Holy Spirit's help if I'm not opening up myself to let him do what he wants to do? You know, even yesterday, the notes that we're going over today are the ones I had yesterday for noon prayer. But it's, you know, if the Holy Spirit wants to go a different direction, glory to God. And, and the, he'll get to these eventually. Maybe. He might not. <laughs> he he might have just been for me. Right? And we just, we just keep going down the path. And he, I, there's a whole bunch of times I've been heading a direction. And I thought I was going to like from point A to point B. But all he wanted me to do was head in the direction from A to B. And in the middle, he would give me course correction, right? And then I'd find myself at point C, D, E, and F, uh, which is a lot better than B, but I would have never gotten there if I wouldn't have started. 
So I always, we always want to have our ear open. Father, what do you have? This is ministering to the Lord. This is a life of worship that says, look, Lord, we're open to you. Whatever you want to do, even in the service today, Lord, if you want to change it from be still and know, then glory to God, let's change it. We have our spiritual ears open to be redirected at any moment. And some of the times, all of our plans were exactly what God wanted to do. It just led you to the place where you could actually do what he had planned the whole time. He just had to get you there. And there's some things, you know, I've had this, like I've stepped up to minister before and uh, step up and I'm ministering and then the Lord says, preach on this. I'm like, Oh, no wonder you didn't tell me what I was preaching on because that's the last thing I want to preach on. But now I've got to be obedient because I might know what's going on in some of the people in the congregation and this is going to be all over it. And I normally, Brian, would not plan to do that. But the Holy Spirit knows when somebody needs to hear a word. They know when they need that breakthrough and it might be harsh to their flesh, but it's loving in the Spirit to help get, get them through. I might not have planned it logically because, you know, I don't like people being angry and upset with me. But the Holy Spirit knows what they need more than I do. And if we will submit ourselves to that, then all of a sudden God can do great and mighty things. Great and mighty things. So here's this. He, you know, they were ministering to the Lord. What were they doing? They were being still and knowing that he was God. It, didn't they come into some intimacy with God when the Holy Spirit says, separate unto me, right? Well, how did they get there? They were ministering to the Lord and fasting, right? You notice this was not just like a two-hour deal. It's like, oh, I fasted one meal. I'm pretty sure that's not what it was talking about. They had apparently been seeking after the Lord for at least a day or two. I would say at least a day or two. Right? And they're going after him and they're, Lord, what would you have? And this is ministry to the Lord. Lord, I worship you. We praise you, Father. You are so awesome. Father, you are greater than the greatest, higher than the highest. You're, you're ministering. Lord, what do I need? To, is there things that we need to pray for? Is there something we need to, as an ambassador, lay out and get that thing all fixed up? What would, you're ministering to the Lord. You're ministering to his heart. And then all of a sudden, they, the knowing came. They were being still before him. They were taking their time. Their life is so full today with busyness. I mean, it is so full with busyness that very few people ever hear from God. Every, very few people ever know, know him. Very few people. Because they won't slow down. They won't stop their brain. They won't take control, take captive those thoughts. I, I, we talked about it uh, the other week. The, you know, one of the biggest problems that hold people back, I'm telling you, a key. And the key was that you take every thought captive and you only think on things that are worthy of praise. If it's not worthy of praise, you shouldn't be thinking about it. The, the word says that in, very clearly. Very clearly. You shouldn't think about it. And yet, one thought can come in and that thing will just run all over the place. And before you know it, you are stressed up to the gills. I mean, you are stressed out because you haven't 
stilled your mind. You haven't stilled your life. And so where are you going to have the strength to live and live to the fullest if you haven't come to the knowledge of God? If you don't know him, if you don't know him. Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32 Daniel chapter 11 and verse 32. Just look at the second part of that verse. Here's a, here's a promise and wrapped up in what he was saying. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. The people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Have you wanted to be that person that does exploits for God? I mean, that he, you walk in the supernatural. It's going to take knowing Him. And knowing Him is going to take being still. And stopping the whirlwind of life. You realize life is never meant to master you. You were designed to master it. That means you've got to tell it when the TV turns off, you know. It, it's amazing during this fast, one of the things we've done at our home is like, you know, pretty much zero TV unless we feel like the Lord told us we can do something like we watched a Christian movie the other day. Um, we did watch the Super Bowl since it was special and there was an event. But other than that, we pretty much hadn't watched TV. It's amazing how much a TV will cry to you and get you and grab a hold of you and say, come watch me. But here's the thing. If you're watching that, you're not being still. You're, allow, you're allowing all this worldly stuff to come in. I was, I was watching one commercial that came on, and I went, oh, my gosh. And, and the world completely accepts this commercial. But from a knowledge of the Bible, here's what I saw as a pastor, because here's what I watch all the time. I watch how the world infiltrates somebody's thinking, and then I have to preach and, and get that thing unraveled. It takes effort and energy to get those thoughts worked out of people so that they move to life again. And here's what I saw. It was about a 30-second commercial, you know, and I was like, wow, evil, 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 half evil, 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 and like sprinkled in there was a couple of things. And, and here's what it was about. It was basically, uh, uh, um, I don't remember what channel it was, but basically all it was was a station that was promoting all of their television shows. And you could see, because once you stay in this word more, you start to recognize spiritual influences. You can see them, right? And all of a sudden it was like, Golly, that will harm people. That's going to hurt families. That's going to hurt somebody's uh, ability to see themselves as a child of God. And it's like you could see each one. And there was probably in there sprinkled 20 different shows. And half of them were evil, if not more than half. And I was going, oh my gracious. And you know what? People watch this all the time. And what are they doing? Not only 
are they watching that and not being still? But all of that is just putting boom, 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 evil, 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 evil. Worldliness, worldliness. The Bible tells us that we are, not, we are to have no part with the worldly way of thinking. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not in the world. It just means that we shouldn't take part with it. And when we take part with it, like I was saying, most people would see absolutely nothing wrong with that commercial. But it's because they, don't, they haven't spent time with God. But when you spend time with God, you start to see the things that cause you problems. And when you learn to discipline yourself to spend time with him and stay away from those things, just like, I don't ever want to watch that show. I don't ever want to see that because that puts junk in my head I don't need to deal with. I've got enough right here to deal with without putting in anything extra, amen? I've got just enough junk I've already grown up with. I don't need any help, right? I'm trying to walk this thing out better. But it, it means that I need to be still. So look, one last verse here, Isaiah 40, 31. Isaiah 40, 31, I have it. Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagle, eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. Yet those that wait upon the Lord. So you can see the full counsel of the word is starting to show us that there's something special when we minister to the Lord, when we attend to him, when we be still and know there's something special there. You see that that knowledge, like I said, be still and know, and eternal life is that we may know him, and, and those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. That knowledge is an intimacy. It's a time that we take with him that we, you know, that we stop. Listen, think about this now. Just let me give you this example. Imagine that I'm, we're building Boomerang Church. It's awesome church, growing, setting people free, winning them to the Lord so they don't have to spend eternity in hell, but they can spend eternity with their God. People are getting healed, delivered. Uh, imagine, you know, with Connection Show and other things, we're broadcasting around the world. We're touching all the nations like the Lord said uh, this Sunday. This whole region is being impacted by the word that's coming out of this place and the service to this community. And that's what we're doing, right? Now, we're still beginning in some of those things, but that's what we're doing now. But imagine that, I mean, let's say it just goes down the road a little bit and that thing's grown. And man, it's doing, I mean, everybody can look, even the critics look at it like, yep, they're doing a great job, you know. Let's say that that's happening. Let's say that all that's happening. But... That's good, right? But let's say in the middle of that, we're so busy that Nicole and I don't talk. How much would that count? What good is it? You know, if you win the world, but lose your soul, lose the most important things, what good is that? If you lost your family because you didn't take time 
if it's that important for my wife, how important is it with the Lord and with God? Not only that, but here's the thing. This is, this is how ministers fail. They do that, and they're, Lord, I'm doing this for you, I'm doing that for you. And the Lord's like, and you're going to fall because you're not spending time with me. You're worn out, you're weary, and I'll tell you I'll, from experience, when you sin is when you're tired, when you're worn out, when you're weary. And how do you get worn out and weary? By not spending time with the Lord. How do you have the results that you need? By spending time with the Lord, by hearing from Him, by every word. Man shall live, and that means life full overflowing, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And you hear those words as you spend time with Him. So let's spend some time with Him today. Father, we just praise You and we thank You. Father, we just take the rest of this time here today. We just, we just take the rest of this time and we praise you and we worship you and we give you glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we don't... Ah, oh, Lord, we honor and we esteem you. Thank you for this time. Oh, Lord, we just... We want to minister to you. What would you have us do? today Lord we just want to spend some intimate moments with you some intimate time with you today we want to be still and know we want to know and be strong know you and be strong and do exploits we want to wait on you and renew our strength mount up with wings and soar over the issues and the problems Lord run and not not get faint Lord walk and not be weary Lord we want to be the ones that fulfill these promises. Glory to God. Ah, Lord, your presence is so sweet. Your presence is so sweet. Your presence is so sweet. Thank you, Father. 
Thank you, Father. we said yesterday you may have times where you just sit when you're with the Lord just meditate on him you just praise him you're not saying anything you may have times where you speak in English you may speak in tongues you may sing you may have multiple things that could happen none of those are bad just minister to him by giving yourself to him thank you Father
I've noticed that both, um, just keep that low for just a second, um, you can keep on, but I've noticed that both the last two days, that man, the Holy Spirit's just had a song come out of my heart in that and singing in the Holy Ghost. And this is 100% scriptural. Let me show you something. It's Ephesians 5.18. It says this in Ephesians 5.18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. Now we know that this is the Holy Spirit, right? This is the Holy Spirit writing this in Ephesians 5.18, saying, inspired by the Holy Ghost, be filled with the Spirit. So this is a command from God to every believer, right? We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It is a separate event from being born again. Uh, you can see that in scripture. It's very plain unless you don't want to see it. But he says, this is the command that you should be baptized. So as believers, we should say, yes, Lord, yes, sir, right? And, um, but it also means, it also says that you should be, when it says be filled, that verb tense there in the original language means that you are continuously filled. So that you are filled, and then you're filled again, and then you're filled again. In other words, even though you were baptized in the Holy Ghost 10 years ago, doesn't mean you're walking in the fullness of the Spirit today. It means you were walking in the fullness then, right? Because we need to constantly be filled. And the whole plan of that is that we're filled and overflow and give out, right? We don't try to hold it all. We need a daily bread, daily bread. But then the very next verse gives you a fruit of being filled with the Spirit. And I think this is one that's kind of been lost. In verse 19 it says, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. In other words, a fruit of being filled with the Spirit is that you have a song in your heart. And if you don't have a song in your heart, right? If you don't have a joyful overflowing in your heart, then it's a good indicator that you are not walking in the fullness of the Spirit that you should be. And if you found yourself in that place, I've found myself in that place many times, and now I know because of the Word that I just go, Lord, fill me up, overflow me, you know? How do we get filled with the Holy Ghost? Well, we ask Him, we ask Jesus, He's the baptizer in the Holy Spirit and fire, uh, and we find that over in the Gospels. And so we ask Him to do that, but then we also can stir up the gift by praying in the Holy Ghost, right? So we stir up that gift. We meditate on the Scriptures. We ask Jesus to baptize us and to keep us filled, right? But then we also constantly refill by praying in the Holy Ghost. When you pray, it uh, builds you, it strengthens you, right? But then here's the thing. We want to move to the place where we are constantly walking with a joyful melody in our heart, a praise to God. This is a symptom of a good feeling. <laughs> this is a symptom that it took, right? 
Look over at uh, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 16. It says, Let the word of Christ richly dwell within you with all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with all thankfulness in your hearts to God. Now, look here. How... How did this come about? Don't we know that this is a symptom now of a filling of the Holy Ghost? And how did they get to there in this scripture? They let the Word of God richly dwell in their hearts. So that's another way to keep filled with the Holy Ghost, right? It's another way for us to have that overflow is to let the Word richly dwell in our hearts. Uh, now let's look uh, over at uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 14 and verse 15 he's talking about praying in tongues which you have to have by the filling of the Holy Ghost and Paul says I will pray with the Spirit and I will pray with the mind also I will sing with the Spirit and I will sing with the mind also so in other words again another fruit of being filled is that we will sing by the Holy Ghost, sing with the Spirit, but also just have a song even in English that can come out by the Holy Ghost too. I will pray with understanding. I will sing with understanding. I will pray in the Spirit. I'll sing in the Spirit. That means without mental understanding of it. But do you notice here, right here, who said I will? Paul did, right? Paul said I will. That I will shows that Paul was making a choice. This was not something God forced on him. He said, he said, Paul, you have the ability, now you choose. And Paul said, I will, right? Without God giving him the ability and a choice, he couldn't say I will. He would have said, uh, the Holy Spirit blows a song out of me or it, it overflows out of me. But he said, no, I will. In other words, Paul shows that he played a part he was a partner with God in this flow of the Holy Ghost. So just because you have a song in the heart doesn't mean that you're releasing it. But see, this is a part of ministering to the Lord. It's a part of being filled with the Holy Ghost. And it's a part of us being intentional and purpose to step out into it and say, I will pray. I will sing. Amen. So right now, I just choose. I will, like Paul did. I will sing with the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. So remi astis to ramo, robimos to remi, koremi anse, haniaso, lemos to rami amistis to, romare yanko, pompore indese, lusani estu. Mansi Soraniatu Soraniatu 
Lord, thank you for the melody in our heart, for the joy overflowing. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Say that with me. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. One more time. The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Shall we? 
Can y'all believe it's one o'clock already? Man, that seemed to fly by to me. I don't know what it felt like to you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We know that there's people that need to come off of their lunch break and go back and just be blessed, have a great day. If you want to give, definitely you can click on the link there and give. If you're here, you can give in the basket. But Father, right now, right now, whatever somebody gives, Lord, we just ask that it would be blessed in Jesus' name. Multiplied, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into their bosom, Lord. Father, we just thank you for that. Thank you for it, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that the rest of their day is blessed by their time that they spent being still and know. Let their strength be renewed. Father, we praise you and we love you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We may continue here for a couple of minutes, so we're going to leave that running and we can sit here for a few minutes. I don't feel like we're quite done here, but if you need to go, definitely uh, be led.
Yeah, Father, we just minister to you today. We just minister to you. We praise you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives because you are so good. You are so good. Lord, we just minister to you. We love you. You are so awesome, Lord. You're awesome. You are greater than the greatest. Thank you. You can just say these with me. Father, you are greater than the greatest, higher than the highest, older than the oldest, wiser than the wisest, richer than the richest, deeper than the deepest, better than the best. You were not voted in and you cannot be voted out. Father, you were not appointed and you cannot be unappointed. You were not enthroned and you cannot be dethroned. You are the almighty, the invisible God that does visible things. You are immortal, invisible, the only wise God. Light and darkness are equal before you. You are God who was and is and is to come. The righteous one, the holy one, unsearchable, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, unchangeable changer, ocean divider, deliverer, provider, defender, revealer, healer. You are the man of war, the Lord of hosts, ever faithful, never failing or changing, restorer, blesser, purifier, sanctifier, refiner, consuming and devouring fire. Father, you made heaven your throne and earth your footstool. You're the miracle worker, ever winning, ever glorious, ever righteous, clothed with fire, conqueror, undefeatable. Father, you are the ancient of days, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am that I am. You spoke and it was done. You declared the end from the beginning. You are the God of our fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and the God of me, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah, glory, Lord. Father, we praise you. Thank you, Lord, for being you. Thank you for loving us and pouring out your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for inviting us to be a part of your family and making a way for us. Thank you for letting us partner in your work. Thank you for empowering us, for making us strong. Glory to God. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy, Lord. Thank you. We praise you. We praise you. We worship you. 
Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. And you just feel that peace of God and the strength of God settle in. Father, we thank you for knowing you, for renewing our strength in every way. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here today. Thank you. Thank you all for being here with us. We love you. Come tonight if you can at 6.30 for kickstart. Join us tomorrow for noon prayer again on Wednesday. Glory to God. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.